Welcome to the Episcopal Church of the Holy Communion. We're so glad you have joined us for this audio sermon. You can find a full archive of sermons on our website, holycommunion.net. This sermon was preached on Sunday the 13th of September, the 15th Sunday after Pentecost, by our assistant rector at Holy Communion, the Reverend Lori Anzalotti. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts bring us closer to you, Lord God. Amen. One of my favorite things about young children is the questions, the innocent questions that they ask that expose the absurdity of phrases that are commonplace to adults. I remember many years ago helping my cousin to get her family full of young children ready for a funeral. As I smoothed her three-year-old daughter's hair into pigtails, I explained that we would be going to a funeral home. She asked, well, whose home is it? Or I think of my four-year-old neighbor whose mother asked him, Ethan, where are your manners? He replied, I didn't see them with my toys. Do you know where they are? These kinds of innocent questions delight. In the Gospels, there are certain questions that also delight. There tends to be one person who asks the most poignant question that exposes not absurdity, but truth. And that person is Peter. Today's gospel is one of those gospels. It opens with Peter asking a question that just reverberates with authenticity and challenge to reveal truth. Jesus, Peter asks, how many times must I forgive my sibling? As many as seven times? I love this question. I love it because of three words. He says, must I forgive my sibling as many as seven times? I checked half a dozen different translations of this gospel verse, and in every single one, it includes those three words, as many as. Those three words reveal Peter's sense that he's being magnanimous, that he's being lavish. I can imagine him thinking, I am finally getting this Jesus stuff. Look at how generous I am. I am even willing to forgive seven times. And I'd like you to imagine with me that after Peter's question, Jesus answers him with a yes. Yes, Peter, God created the the world in six days and rested on the seventh, and so I couldn't expect you to forgive more than seven times. Trying seven times is just right. If Jesus had answered this way, what would have happened to Peter on the eighth time? 
Peter would have been able to walk away from a hurtful or damaging relationship with a sibling, holding on to his hurt, his anger, his self-righteousness, his indignation. We all know people who just can't seem to forgive a particular situation. Their pain seeps into conversations at odd and awkward moments. It infiltrates intimate moments or times of levity and humor as their bitterness oozes out. The pain and the heaviness that the person lives with become evident to the listener. If Jesus had given Peter a finite number of times to forgive, he would have relegated Peter and us to that kind of unending bitterness and grief. But Jesus does not give a finite answer. Instead, he sketches a portrait of forgiveness that is ongoing and extravagant and that requires naming hurt or pain in order to be free. Today's gospel shows us that forgiveness is an ongoing process. When Jesus answers Peter's question with, you must forgive 70 times seven. This is a number that is not to be taken literally, but that has symbolic value. The Greek number can be read either seven times 10 plus seven, or 77. It can also be read as seven times 10 times seven, or 490 times. Hebrew is an alphanumeric language, meaning that each letter is assigned a number value. Author Rabbi Jason Sobel writes that 490 is the numerical value of the biblical Hebrew word tamim, which means to complete or to perfect. A person who can't forgive will always live an imperfect and incomplete life. Forgiving helps make us complete. But that process of finding completion through forgiveness is not a one and done. It's not a six-part improvement plan through a self-help book. It is ongoing and it is limitless. Jesus also shows us that forgiveness is extravagant when we look to the details of the parable that follow his answer. In the parable that Matthew inserts after Jesus' answer, a king forgives a debt of 10,000 bags of gold. Other translations say 10,000 talents. Talent calculated as a daily wage for the servant class of the time. This amount would be equivalent to about 600,000 days of work. In modern terms, it's as if a fast food employee owes Jeff Bezos, the CEO of Amazon, $32 million. When we understand the amount that the king forgives, we realize that he is forgiving an unforgivable debt. 
Through this detail, we learn that forgiveness that Jesus speaks of is extravagant. It defies logic. It's almost unimaginable. Forgiveness is ongoing and extravagant, and it frees us from being bound or fastened by past experiences or events. Just a few verses before Peter's question about forgiveness, in the passage from last week's gospel, Jesus walked us through a process of confronting a sibling who has sinned against you. He teaches us that we must give voice to our hurt or our pain by confronting the person with the perceived sin. And then if needed, going to the community, the larger church. Jesus ends these instructions in verse 18 of chapter 18 by saying, whatever you fasten on earth will be fastened in heaven and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. In other words, Jesus tells us to start working now to let go of the wrong done to you. Start working now. Otherwise, it will stay with you in this life and into the next. Forgiveness is the process of doing this work of letting go so that we can be loosed on earth and in heaven. In my first year as a priest, I have been humbled by people's stories of the process of unfastening themselves from hurt that is done to them. Particularly by those who have shared with me their experiences of surviving abuse. These men and women inspire me as living witnesses to doing the ongoing and extravagant work of naming their pain to seek forgiveness in order to find freedom for themselves. One person in particular comes to mind. Her story of abuse, like so many, happened at the hands of a sibling. When she shared her painful story with her family, her parents told her that she was imagining it and refused to believe her. But she had given voice to her abuse and to her pain. Despite the fact that her family did not believe her, she has found a way to freedom through forgiveness. She does not forget. She has firm boundaries with her siblings and extended family that honor her emotional well-being. But she lives in a state of forgiveness that allows her to be loosed on earth in the here and the now from the pain of her past experiences. If you are in bondage to that pain, reach out for help. Mike, Mark, or I can assist you in finding that help if you aren't sure where to begin or where to look. So often we want to move forgiveness away from the painful experiences of our own lives. We move our thinking to big system issues like the death penalty or Hitler and the Holocaust. 
I would like to encourage you today to resist that urge to move that hurt and the pain that require, is required in forgiveness out and away from you. Remember, Peter asked Jesus how many times he has to forgive his brother or sister. He did not ask Jesus about how to forgive Herod or the Roman Empire or the Pharisaic system of oppression. We are called to think about forgiveness in the up-close and the personal. To think about forgiveness in close relationships and close proximity. And to start the work of letting go of the wrong done to us and to do it in a way that is ongoing, a way that is extravagant, that names our pain and thereby frees us in this life and into the next. Amen.